What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How goes it? Hope you're doing good. Uh, as you can see uh, on Twitch, if you're viewing us, so uh, something made me chuckle, but let me not get sidetracked. Say who you are. Say who you are, sir. My name is Sean. Uh, this is Weekly Games Chat. We're a podcast, believe it or not, about video games and such. And as a matter of fact, we are the world's greatest podcast about video games and such. I don't care what you say. Uh, yeah, this is episode 356, which means we have been here for a while. Uh, and if you're on, like I mentioned a minute ago, twitch.tv, you know, of course, weekly games chat, you'd see three people. Uh, but if you're watching us live, you'd know that one of those pictures is not true. That's because I'm only going to introduce one person this week, and that is the uh, the man himself, Chris. What's up, man? How you doing? I mean, it. It looks like John is here. He's, he looks like he dressed up. If if that so that we're talking about a picture and if that's not you can see it on the replay by the way if you if you end up hearing this and wanting to come look. If that's not John, that's a, a doppelganger. Oh, that is very much John. That is a that's a I don't know if he's in like the bootleg men in black, the legit men in black. He's got a red tie. He's got some shades on. He's got long hair. Like he's got hair. This is circa when John was living with me. And if John actually comes back and, and listens or watches this video after the fact, I'm not sure if he even knows how to do that, but you know, he surprises us all the time. So maybe this is the time he figures out how to watch a Twitch replay. Right? I, I doubt it. Yeah. You would think he, you would think he'd he'll, have the he'll app know on his phone. <laughs> he will know exactly where this photo is from. I think I know where, oh. uh, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. Not because it's an alley or anything like that. I feel like I've had pictures or hmm. been with someone. That's just, I, I think I know where that is. This possibly. is from a very specific project that John was working on. Never, probably back. not. Probably don't know the place then. Yeah. Probably don't. But if John was here, of course, he'd say hello and, and things like that. And I'd mention that he has a button-up shirt on, but he doesn't. Well, I don't know. Actually, he right does. Now. He probably, yeah, I mean, in theory, he does. <laughs> he did send me a message today at work. He said, uh, happy show day. Hope you guys have a good show. He misses us and loves us. Uh, John didn't die. Uh, he's he's on a business trip, so he's not going to be here today. And we we actually thought about, I mean, we floated the idea, didn't we, Chris, about the, uh, you want to just take the day off? Or? <laughs> yeah, we, th- we thought about it, but, but you but know. If you ever listened to a Chris and Sean show, yeah, if they're if they're one thing, they're efficient. <laughs> they are efficient. They're uh, they're not quite as NPR talk as John and Chris shows. Those are. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. <laughs> I mean, we may we may be done in less than an hour today. Let's be honest. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, Chris, uh, you had mentioned, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm so I don't know what's wrong with me today. I, I'm, I'm jittery. I'm excited. I'm happy. I don't know what's happening. This is the intro portion of our show. So what we do is we kind of intro. We say hello. We talk about some things. And then we go into our topic. So if you want to stay tuned for that, you can. Uh, you know, you should know how you're doing. Why does my phone look like that? Okay, squirrel. But anyway, Chris uh, Chris has some thoughts and prayers because he, ladies and gentlemen, watched a movie that kind of originated from a video game, right? You know, Sean, I haven't just watched a movie I've watched now the highest grossing U.S. movie based on a video game. And I'm talking about, of course, Sonic 2. 
Sonic Two. Yeah. We don't need to talk about where I watched it. That's not important. Does it? You you watched it? We watched a movie. Yeah, I watched the movie. That's what matters, right? Is that yeah. I saw the movie. Uh, yeah, I could tell you what it is. Um, and it for the most part, it was what I thought it would be, right? Which was kind of when I watched the first one. I was like, we talked about this, like. First and foremost, this is a family film. This is designed to be something where parents are willing to go to the theaters with the kids and, you know, have references that are four years old because kids don't have concept of time. And therefore, when, you know, we have flossing or Bruno Mars songs, they're not from the new one with Anderson Puck. <laughs> it still works because, you know, kids, they just don't care, right? Um, and parents are still okay with it too. Uh, and for the first half of this movie, it's a lot. And of course it does the things where, you know, there's the little innuendos that, you know, the kids can laugh at, but the parents are like, ha, ha, I got that. Yeah. 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 I got that. That was directed towards me. Um, and half of this movie is because of that kind of just the, what I would consider family garbage film, you know, Pixar makes family films. They are not garbage. They are thoughtful. They have plot throughout, right? You know, mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. they know how to, um, <laughs> that's the best comment ever right there. John is staying weirdly still. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Uh, but I have to admit the back half of this <laughs> film and Sean, you know, of the three of us, I am the Sonic fan of the group easily, right? I yeah. will I, I will fight for Sonic and say he is a cool, interesting character. The back half of this film, like the first half is to me garbage. It's it's so many little sticks and bad. Jim Carrey is fine throughout. But the back half, when it actually gets going, if you're a Sonic fan, I gotta say, there's a lot to like. Really? Like there's there are nods to Sonic lore and and all these other things. Um and even the tease of, I guess, what's probably coming in the eventual third movie. Um, it It's interesting and it's cool. Wait, we got a trilogy on our hands? I think we're going to probably get a trilogy because, I mean, <laughs> it's made some serious bank. I mean, there's Chili Dog references throughout, which is a, a must for Sonic. I had a Chili uh, Dog last night. You did. You had one on Saturday. That you too. thought was pasta. <laughs> right? That's funny. <laughs> You've had three chili dogs in a way. If you if you consider the base of a scrambled dog is a chili dog, yeah, you've had three in I've less than a, seven days. I've had a lot of chili. Yeah, yeah, I have had a lot <laughs> of chili. But um, no, I I have to say, you know, I wouldn't give it a ten or anything, but I give it an eight. I think it's a fun time. Wow, if you're, if you're if you could get past the first part, the sticks, the the yeah, because there are some subplots that I will tell you they, they are just bad. It does not make sense. Uh, and it's it's so cringy. But when you get past that and you actually get to like um the main story and what it's leading to, I was like, wow, okay, this actually fits in Sonic lore. It, it it's making use of a lot of things that are in that universe, and most importantly. Idris Elba nails it as a Knuckles character because basically what they did with him, Sean, was they made him serious Idris Elba that does not understand humor or subtext or anything of humor paired with a bunch of people who are being humorous the whole entire time. 
and he nails it. That well, I it, mean, it's Eldris. It is. Elva. It was so good to see yeah. like where he goes in this. Yeah, where, I mean, I know he's one. Of, you're not just saying that, you know, and you could just be saying it because he's one of your faves, but he's amazing. Yeah, like, it's like anything he's in is fantastic. You know, he shows up at first. He's he's hard Idris Elba because you know I'm yeah. serious. I'm knuckles, but when they start throwing the jokes at him, and they go completely over, like uh, there's a scene. Oh man, I, I don't want to spoil it. I guess, but I don't, it's, I don't think you, it's not. I mean, it's not like a spoilery thing, but it's like it, it's him playing. It's him playing baseball, right? Like they play baseball, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, I have taken the first base. Ha ha. This is mine now. And then he goes to the second. Now I have conquered you. He's being yeah. so terribly over the top. Over the top. Yeah. It works. I couldn't do it. Idris Elba can do it though. But anyways, I think uh, if you like the series, definitely check it out. And if you've got kids and you need something to put on, you know, uh, that. Maybe you can zone out for some of it when it comes to streaming, you know, but could also have some moments where you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. There you go. Do that. You'll have a fun time. I, I don't remember exactly what, because you, uh, you and John watched Sonic 1, mm-hmm. and I feel like one of y'all gave it like a 3. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. John but. didn't give it anything. I think I gave it like a 7, 7, six 5. Or, yeah. 6 or 7. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because it's good to see... Yeah, there were things in the first movie I liked as it went along. Like the thing I've learned with these is it seems like the back half is much better than the front half. So, you know, that's that's what it is. You have to go through. There's a joke there. Yeah, right. (laughs) You have to go through the Alvin and Chipmunks and Smurfs and Garfield type movies to get to the actual Sonic material. So just know that. Just know that. Mm hmm. Well, that, that's that's good news. That's good reporting from the field, sir. Um, so, Chris, uh, Chris, myself, and our buddy Mike, uh, we had lunch today at uh, Chris, Chris, mine, and John's favorite spot. And of course, that's Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after we ate there, we we decided to go because we, we we're structured right next to a uh, a store, and and that store sells things like books and video games and. Mm-hmm. And everything like that, right? It's called a second and Charles. I don't know if you guys have heard of them wherever you're from. Uh, and, and and as we get in there, we do our usual stick. We look at everything. We don't buy anything ever. Uh, and, and Mike kind of asked, you know, do they sell video? There it is. Mike says, speaking of things, this is going to tie in perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Mike says, do they even sell video games anymore? Because at one point they did. We found out they did. They're kind of behind the counter. Yeah. Mike Mike gravitates towards this area and he points at Amiibos, specifically Zelda Amiibos. And the reason he did that is because recently I've been I've been on a mission to finally beat Breath of the Wild. You have. The mission, the mission started when I thought I was right there, ready to fight Ganon. I think you uh, can I say this at this point I could I think I could uh, no I thought even then like I think they were kind of gassing you up because I was like oh I was like I think you could have done it it would have been like though it would have been like tunic like a tunic boss for you it would have been you know trial and error and hardship lessons of knowing what you can and cannot do but I think you would have gotten it well I, I, I like that I had like a row of hearts the top row uh I had decent stamina. I've already, I had the master sword. I've got the shield. So there are things that like, 
uh, you know, I'm thinking I can do it, and then I, I quickly get shut down because things are tough. But I, 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 I thought that too, Chris. I ended up going and doing shrines because I was like, these are pretty cool. Finding them, having a whole adventure. So now I heard that if you do all the shrines, I looked it up, you get special stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of want the special stuff. So I have severely squirreled, kind of like I did about the story. So anyway, uh, I look at the prices because there's a couple of the Amiibos I don't have, like the the champions that came out mm-hmm. uh, that John have to might, do w- with the expansion. John might have those. I can't remember. I think he does. Uh, but th- I started noticing open out of the pack, they're selling them for like $35, $45. Whew type things. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, how much did I buy these new in the store? And I know like recently the Skyward Sword Zelda Amiibo mm-hmm. uh, where she has Loftwing, that's $25. You can still get that at Target for $24.99. But that's almost like a two-pack, if you will. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking no more than 24 bucks for like singles back in the day, whatever. So I come home and I look and immediately this Amiibo right here, and this is a Twitch exclusive, this is the Wolf Link Amiibo. So hopefully you guys can see that. This Amiibo, I've been I've been using it, right? I use all my Zelda Amiibos. They're actually right in front of me right now. This one right here, $152 on Amazon. <laughs> you usually use them for your favorite pastime, which is summoning horses that immediately die. Oh, God. That, that <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, if you have Amiibos, it, it, this one I forget was like sixty or seventy bucks. This is a uh, a guardian from the Breath of the Wild series. It looks pretty cool because it's got the legs. If you've got amiibos, don't just throw them away or give them to a friend unless you just don't care because you could be holding on to something if and, you live in a place that has like a second in Charles. And we apparently learn I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Doctor Who pops out there. I have this is the uh, I believe the twelfth Doctor right here with his guitar and I don't know. I think there might be another one that's a little bit more standard where he's just, you know, standing around and all that. But like we were looking today in the box and, and, you know, Sean, oh, me. It, <laughs> oh, made, it made Sean almost want to throw up, uh, in the box. Apparently this dude is worth, what was it? Like 70 bucks. So yeah, they were selling it for 70 and, and I said, they usually second to Charles is pretty spot on on what the going rate for things is. Yeah. Cause they know that the, the, the shopper of these things are very, they're very aware of what prices would be and they'll, they'll quickly not buy it. Now, what did I do to the box, Sean? Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and, and, and if you're a long time listener, you understand, especially when I was, uh, when I was, in the big pops, you know, I'm still a pop collector, but like actively buying pops left and right. We go into the same second in Charles. Chris finds the pop of the doctor. He goes outside. And one of Chris's favorite pastimes is to immediately annihilate the box to get the contents inside of the box. Correct. Which are, which are his pops. You know, yes. so however many pops he has back there, chances are he bought it around us. And he did that opening. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I do not uh, buy for future value. I buy because yeah, I, I want something. It, our, our friend Josh, he's mm-hmm. actually teaching me. Um, he he's going through and finding some of his old gaming stuff, and he's making a pretty good coin. Yeah, selling it yeah. on like the eBay's, even open as long as you still have stuff in good shape. Uh, yeah. And, but when I when I bought these amiibos, I wanted to use them. That was the point of, the, of me buying them. 
Yeah. Uh, It's like the same in the pops. It's so hard, right? Because there are so many and I don't think like for a lot of people, they outside of like the obvious ones, right? Like where it's tied to a con or something like that. And that's that one off and they're only going to make a couple of them, you know, like say a thousand or whatever. It seems to me that you just don't know until later on what is actually going to blow up in price necessarily. It takes up time. And and again, it's like, I'm not buying for, for value's sake. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I, I a lot it. of people are. You know, I think you buy them and you put them in the box to be like, Hey, not because you care about value either. You're like, these are my star Wars pops here. They are all yes, in the box lined right. up. They look nice. You know, but even then, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you right offhand when you buy them, which of them four or five years down the line is actually going to be worth. You, you have, you have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a general grievous that I, that was a Walgreens exclusive. Nothing yeah. fancy about it except for the sticker. And my friend Adam, I gave him uh, some kind of way he brings up, Hey man, let me get that grievous. Cause for whatever reason, that grievous is now worth like, quadruple what we paid for it no clue why and and the pops once i found out that if now there are people who are meticulous about the cases on the pops not opening the boxes mint condition but when i found out you could like open it from the bottom very little damage not i mean not damage you could slide the pop out display it and then your boxes could still be intact for like when i move yeah i immediately was like why do these pops cost so much money yeah yeah like uh uh, like what happened? But anyway, anyway I, I digress because I, I, my friend, uh, one of my good friends who's collected pops with me had a major collection. He had some really good stuff. Yeah. Ended up selling it for thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. It was, it was nice. I mean, I guess you can, um, uh, in but, that world, but yeah, but it was it, like, the question is like, how much did he spend before? Well, I don't that, know. Right. Like, like how many things do you have to buy to find those things? There were, well, so inevitably money. some of the, some of the things that are considered common, and this can go probably with any collectible. Yeah. You probably get about what you paid for it, sometimes a little less. And then you got to think, all right, so the things that are beefed up, if I've mm. got a few rares in my set, am I just breaking even? Am I actually making, am I, am I getting into the, you know, the, the black? Yeah. You know, or am because, I staying in the red? Yeah. It's different. Like, I, I just thinking since he's not here, John, you know, like John has collected things through the years. Um, most notably, you know, John's a huge Rocky fan. So when, <laughs> yeah, he is. like way back, I think it was like 2008 or so, they started releasing limited lines of Rocky figurines and he never took them out of the packaging or anything like that. I believe those have become, you know, over time gotten some value. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I've always been weird about it because i just don't know what it is is going to hold value down the line versus what is just going to be standard versus like you know josh josh collected as we said like josh has collected a lot of snes games um sir (laughs) from when back like uh, he used to work for a gaming uh store called rhinos that's now defunct he got a lot of stuff through there uh, we love defunct right (laughs) defuncto land um but, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I've never cared enough. And I guess at the same time, I've never had sub 
such obscure taste, which is like, I think mainly what Josh was doing. Like he would see things and just recognize, Oh, this is kind of off kilter. And probably, you know, it's not like super Mario world where there's going to be millions of copies of it. He'll just buy yeah. it and maybe he might play it or else he'll just keep it in the box. And now What's he's the paying box? the benefit. I don't know. Yeah, but that does take some time. That's a slow burn. That's a slow yeah. plan. Yeah. Uh, I do like the comment we have in our Twitch chat from Huck and said, uh, she says, uh, I think Huck is a female. I hope I'm not wrong. That would be remember. Yeah. Uh, but the hunt is half the fun. And, you know, you're not wrong. That is that is what's up on these toys. I remember actually I got a two pack, Tupac Shakur. Of, it's a it's a it is a Zelda amiibo set. And it's I think Wind Waker, maybe. Um, and it's a two pack, like I said. And I was looking online back in the day and I remember no one had them. I found a store in like, I don't know, Birmingham that had it. I can't remember exactly. And I was like, I called. Can you hold it? I'm on the way. Because the uh, you didn't mess up, by the way. I didn't mess up. Woohoo! Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you think we're good on the intro? I think we're good on the intro. John, do you have anything? John, thoughts? He's got a very serious gauge. No, oh, I think he's just taking it all in. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's about to like go get his head shaved to be in Hitman or join the Men in Black. That I mean, is a Hitman the, vibe, isn't right? It? Yeah, with the red That's tie. A- that's a gem. Like, so you know, when you can't be on camera, uh, you you pull out this Tom Segura. When I'm not on camera, you pull out the Danny McBride for me. I think I'm going to replace it with uh, Burt Kreischer Wait. going oh, forward. Oh, Burt Kreischer. I can yeah. I can get down with that. Uh, that's real funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the picture reminded me, uh, you know, John, someone mentioned Union. So I was like, John Hoffa, our friend Mike in the chat is saying, Johnny, uh, it's Cage, right? I think he. Why is he saying Gage? I don't know, but yeah, I think he mistyped. He might. He may have mistyped. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But what I am sure of is that this has been the intro portion of our show. Thank you for hanging around. Uh, you know, just hanging around this town. You know, yeah, I did that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You have made it to the topic time for this week's episode. Earlier I said this was episode 356. I was a dirty liar. This is the topic time for episode 357. So yeah, there's that. However you got here, if you listened to our entire intro or if you just fast forwarded right on to here, you made it. Thank you for being here. What I'm going to do now is shut up. I said that P really like... And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna let my friend Chris do what he does and introduce the topic for this week. Chris, oh, buddy, sorry for that uh, <laughs> delay. The topic is. <laughs> Delays. Delays and more delays. Uh, you see what we did there? Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, 
if you're a fan of the show, you'd recognize that we 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 love a good patch. Uh, our twit our Twitch chat has been saying things like we love a good delay. Oh wait, that that's not right. That's wrong. But yeah, today we are going to talk about a word that if you're a gamer, you are all too all too familiar with. That word begins with a D. <laughs> and it's not the one you're thinking. It's not the good D, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a delay. So yeah. Uh we got we're going to approach this at several different angles, but but basically what spawned this uh really just dis- really discussion a couple things one mm-hmm. look at your calendars what else could we have played today <laughs> <laughs> i have things i could have been playing all week and but this this really hit home when God, a big game you were looking forward to got delayed yeah and it kind of got the wheels turning so mm-hmm. there we go should i read it? We- or should you we what do we re- you, you can yeah whatever all go right. for it bud so in case you were living somewhere else this past week that's not plant earth early this past thursday bethesda posted a message to their twitter that broke my heart quote we've made the decision to delay the launches of redfall and starfield to the first half of 2023 the teams at arcane austin who are making redfall and bethesda game studios who of course are making starfield have incredible ambitions for their games and we want to ensure that you receive the best most polished versions of them starfield was previously set to arrive on november 11th of this year while redfall was announced as a summer 2022 release despite the delays bethesda promised deep dives into gameplay for both games soon presumably at next month's xbox games showcase and then uh i guess we should i didn't put in here but i thought about it during the break um there was some controversy right john yes uh because mr phil spencer the uh (laughs) the uh the green father the i don't know what else we call him at this point p3 uh he posted a follow-up to uh their message saying these decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans while i fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready we hear the feedback Delivering quality and consistency is expected, and we will continue to work to better meet those expectations. I didn't think it was a very controversial statement, but as you know, Sean, in in the world we live in, yeah, they, there exists this online world where everyone wants everything they want all the time. They want everything to be perfect. And the thing I hate about it is like when something like this happens, it's just like contradiction city because you have people that are going out there and these are people that go are the kind of people are like, why won't you just give us a release date? Give us the release date. Come on. And then, then, you know, you get a delay and you're like, well, why'd you even tell us the release date? If you didn't know it was going to be ready by then. And then there are also the same people that will go through and go, why would you release something like Cyberpunk 2077 when it wasn't ready? I think we have maybe even said that. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) you have to pick a lane here. You can't want all these things and want them to be perfect 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, and not understand that game development is for one hard is not something that just has a set schedule and you go, we do this thing and it's done. And it takes exactly this amount of time. It can change. You could be thinking you're so far along on something in game development and hit a wall that affects nine things you didn't know. Or a, a, a pandemic could start. Exactly. You could have a <laughs> pandemic. You could have, you could have a new variant that comes up and completely changes what you thought. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. That kind of stuff makes me rage. It, it does. It get your loins all heated, Chris. It does. Cause I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's fair. Cause when we were talking, you didn't know, Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew about the delays. You didn't know Phil Spencer tweeted what he tweeted. You went and read it, and immediately you were like, "What? Why is everybody bashing him?" Like, yeah, you know. And and I ended up seeing, and I saved it. I'm glad I just found it. There was a tweet I saw. It was it was kind of it was kind of relevant at the time. Uh, and and think about this. One thing we would hate when a game is delayed mm. is if it never comes out. You know, most of the time delays. Most of the time they're good because the game is getting fixed. It's going to be. Yeah. Okay. When it comes out, and and generally we kind of forget about the delay once we finally get it in our hands. Um, but you know, ask yourself if you want to get all hot and you know angry. Uh, if if somebody like a Phil Spencer says we need these delays, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and make the decision to make the announcement on the delay. Don't you think that they thought about things? You know. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? you know, being in his shoes and doing that. And that's going to lead me into reading this tweet. Uh, I'm going to give credit where it's due. You may never know that I read this, but at Miss Deus Geek, great tweet. You said, one, can you lead and manage one of the biggest brands in the world with hundreds of staff and moving pieces? The pandemic has affected everyone. I like that one because there's a lot of people think the pandemic's over. And we may be getting into a, a world where, you know, it's easier to live and manage what we do. Uh, on a day-to-day basis. But remember back when the pandemic started and this very podcast said things like, it's going to be a year or two before we really start seeing the effects of what the pandemic is going to be. Yeah. The third point she makes, slow and steady wins the race. It always has. Uh, You know, Nintendo, we know that they have delays. Uh, Normally they end up getting their product out and and they, people are kind of okay with it. And then, you know, the last make last point, he's only a human. He's doing the best he can. Uh, and I like that. And and this whole thing is a we started off with Starfield, how mm-hmm. it was delayed. Phil Spencer gets blasted. You know, that's part of that's part of what we're talking about. Another part is like we are living in a world where it, it's almost like the standard. Yes. That we're starting to see. And, um, and, and we, you know, is is that games are being delayed. Right, Chris? If you go back to PS4, Xbox One era, I think that's really where it takes hold. But even in, it goes back to 360 PS3 as well. You know, if you're a AAA game and you put out a release date, and primarily for the record, the reason why major games are going to put a release date out early is more so for marketing. Right, because if it's a bigger game, if you're spending a lot of money and you're expecting a big return, the hype machine has to start a lot sooner for smaller things than you know smaller things. You don't need to have um you know I'm trying to think of upcoming titles here that I could compare to, and of course, I'm drawing a blank, but <laughs> maybe something like 
Marvel Midnight Suns. That doesn't need a release date until you feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. Right. That is not going to sell 30, 40 million units in its lifetime, more than likely. It's going to sell, if it does amazing, it would probably sell 5 million, is what my guess is. And I doubt it will be that high. But yeah, when you're talking about early release dates, it's usually tied to marketing to get the hype train going, to get people interested, to do pre orders, all that kind of stuff. But the thing that's been clear, it doesn't matter what series we're talking about, what platform, Uncharted got delayed. Last of Us Part 2 got delayed. Breath of the Wild 2 has now been delayed. Breath of the Wild 1 got delayed. GTA 5 got delayed. Red Dead Redemption 2 got delayed. You can go down and find that the more common thing is that more often than not, things, you know, the bigger the game, the more likely a delay is going to happen, especially if you've called your your shot early, right? It doesn't matter if you're saying just a year versus an actual date. You know, Suicide Squad got delayed here recently. Um, you know, <laughs> there are just so many. And it, it, it's just, it's a reality of it, of the industry, because games are getting much more complex as far as their development. And as you add that in, you know, as I said before, there's a lot more propensity for, you know, something to go wrong. And when something goes wrong, you have to take the time to figure it out, or you have to accept that it's not something damning enough that's going to break the game at launch and you can fix it in post, right? For whatever reason, you don't have the money or whatever. But if you do have it, if you're, if you're Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, and you do have the ability to wait on these things, why not? You yeah, know what? It, it makes complete sense. You know, why not? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think at the, at the crux of why it, it's kind of in a spotlight or, or we're kind of more agitated than normal. Mm-hmm. It's because we are in, in the midst of that, the dry run that's going to happen Yes. From something that affects an industry like a pandemic, like COVID did. And we are kind of missing, I don't know, these these big games that would hold us over from point A to point B and eventually to point C and D. Uh, because not a lot of things are coming out that are big AAA titles. Uh, you know, it, and I think there's a there's a lot of moving parts that go into this this, I don't know, this unrest, this this angriness we might have. Uh, or this like, here we go again mentality, you know, uh, because recently it's, it's been few and far between. And, and I mean, even it affected the show. We're like, um, you about ready to just throw some uh, darts at a board and let's see what lands. And that'll, that'll be the game we cover. Cause yeah, you know, it, we, we don't have the, you know, the, the most things to pick from like we used to. And it's, I, I'm wondering if that's where it comes from, Chris, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a natural cycle that's happening right now. Um, you have to think most major games take five years on average to uh, develop from pre-production to completion, right? So think about all these games that if we went back to 2018, 2019, were in pre-production. And now the last couple of years, they were meant to be in their main production. And they're dealing with the hardship of teams that, beforehand had only made games where they're all in the same building and everyone can consistently go and meet and, you know, easily review everyone's work and, and iterate together. And now 
you're isolated and you have technical limitations because of, you know, everything having to be online. It makes it hard to solve problems. And I think you've seen it even like Unreal 5 games, right? They were trying to launch a whole new engine. That was supposed to be out last year. It didn't come out till this year. So if you're someone who's been working on that platform, <laughs> you've just now got the finished product. Yeah. What, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's creating a, you know, problem where I think from 2023, 2024, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of the other way where it's studios trying to figure out how do we give games a place where they can come in, get an audience, have Land a chance for successful. success and like not eat our yeah. own properties up in the process. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you hit the nail on the head too. Over like, think about how long we've gamed. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to use this segue to talk about something I'm kind of devastated on. Think about in 2017 uh, when Nintendo released the switch, it came out with breath of the wild. 2017 is now five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're at a point now where technology and, and the, the, the everyday gamer is now used to things. Like you mentioned, our lives have evolved where we have an a la carte of services or our streaming, whether it be for movies or what have you. Everything is done in an instant. You can push a button to have food delivered to you. You can push a button to go pick up food that somebody picks out for you in a grocery store. Everything is instant gratification. So, of course, when the hiccup comes, it's going to be amplified. And the, mm-hmm. the, the further we get into that life, that sort of technology, that sort of everyday, things like video game delays are going to annoy us. Uh, but I think the older you become as a gamer, you're, in, you're able to kind of go, okay, I'll, I'll give them a pass, you know, as long as, you know, I get the game eventually. Uh, you know, and I, I said older, but I'm sure we have some younger people that that play games and listen to us that also have a little bit of patience when it comes to these things. So, you know, it, it's 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 a tough swill, pill pill to swallow when you're looking for something like a Breath of the Wild two to come out in sure. what you think is 2022. It's five years after the release of the other game, and, and you get a you get a you know a remark if you remember from uh, the Nintendo folks that said in order to make it special we want to put a little more time in it so we're going to we're going to push it to the spring and that that was devastating to me because i really thought i hoped and prayed that in 2022 i was going to get breath of the wild too yeah Uh, and that's not going to happen you know do you have an example like where you know one really hurt you i think i think yours is probably (laughs) starfield right uh of the two games okay so getting back to yeah these two delays right from this year i feel like you know that when they did their showcase last year um and they announced that redfall was coming summer of 2022 and we got to this month the reality hit to me like i was like this game is getting delayed i just don't know how bad it's getting delayed and i really didn't think it was probably coming out this year more so because that doesn't seem if you're microsoft a game you're going to put out in the fall right it's an original title Arcane has a history that if you put their titles out in the middle outside of like death loop has been the one exception. And yeah, memory. it just doesn't work. Yeah. Just, it, it does not work. It would have been a huge risk for them. Um, so I figured that was going to 2023. Part of me was just hopeful, right? Like you always know when you're, when there's like something like 
you've already got the Xbox games showcase. You have that date set, right? June 12th. The moment you have a date like that, that far out, especially you better start about a month before quietly and with much tension in your heart, checking Twitter feeds every morning (laughs) from these game publishers. And because about you, you know, the way you do it is what you delay about four weeks out, three, four weeks out of that presentation because you want that negative stigma to be worn off by the time we actually get to the showcase. So, you know, the moment I heard like a thing popped up on Bethesda that morning for me, cause I was, I was sitting in work. It was like 7am when they released this and I saw there was a post from Bethesda on their Twitter account and it was a media image. I was like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh no. And I knew right away it hurts, but you know, I kind of was, I surprised a little bit, but at the same time, no. Well, we all listen. If you pay attention to the, to release dates, if it says just blanketed 2022 or 2023 <laughs> or quarter four, yeah, you're like, and, and you hear that like in January or you, you kind of know that those are like, uh, all right, when's this game really coming out? Yeah. We don't want to be completely negative And hopefully that tone has it come across. What we want you to know is, Look, keep your head up. Maybe this is a good example. And I was talking to Huck and chat. This is backlog. This is backlog time. Yeah. You know, play some games you didn't get a chance to play or that you missed out on. I know we are. Heck, maybe we do a, I said, heck, watch the language, Sean. Maybe we, uh, <laughs> maybe we play an older game and do a topic on it. Those are things we're talking about. I yeah. mean, but sometimes you get lucky and the game that you want to play that you were waiting for X year. And this is an example. I'm only highlighting one for spoken. This mm-hmm. game may actually, uh, you know, it could do really good things now as far as sales because you remember it, it got delayed, but it got delayed within the same year. And then as it made that decision, Starfield moved out of its way. Yeah. Right. I, um, so before this, like last night, right, Sean, yeah. I went through and I was like, what do we actually have release dates that are not like annual franchises? Because I think we all expect you're going to get your Madden 23 this fall. FIFA 23, NHL 23, uh, NBA 2K, and we already know that Call of Duty, even though it doesn't have a release date yet, right? We know it's likely coming this fall just because of the nature of that franchise. I counted, and this was being generous. I want to keep that in mind here. Six titles right now that have a set release date for this fall. Like, you know, an actual date that can be called, to some extent, AAA games, right? End of July, July 29th, we get Xenoblade Chronicles 3, for for those who love that kind of stuff. We have, in theory, Saints Row coming August 23rd. I don't really believe that one. (laughs) Um, Splatoon 3 on September 9th. Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, which is the kind of sequel to Vermintide, which is like the most popular of those games, right? Forspoken, as you mentioned, October 11th. And then now, as we heard last week, Gotham Knights. And that's it. That that's like the only things with a date for sure right now are coming. Now this is going to be random. I think there are some Nintendo games that I'm excited about. Mario Strikers is one of them, but I know what you meant. I know what you meant by that. Yeah. Striker. uh, Well, that's DLC, isn't it? 
with the Strikers. Uh, I don't know out. if it's DLC. The Strikers think it, came out last year, I thought. No, that was the golf game. This hmm. is the soccer game. I thought that was Ariel. It's coming out in June, I think. Okay, I'm excited about maybe that. Maybe so. I didn't um, I didn't go the first I went was July. That was the true. first back I went back. Yeah, um, and there like you said, there are gonna be some that are more frequent. Um uh, mm-hmm. like for example, I'm excited for Sniper Elite Five. That's a but that's kind of like that's almost like a niche game in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, it's it's not like a a big boy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, I also want to point out, like, we're in 2022 now, right? What was he talking about? Sometime in 2020 or 2021, there was a game that got delayed till this year. Is it going to come out? Are you going to get to play it? For me, I'm excited because I'm really hoping Hogwarts Legacy comes out this year. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. That I, one's iffy. Yeah. But I'm holding out because... You know, when they show me gameplay and it looks fantastic and mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, that game's been delayed several times. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of like I kind of want to I kind of want to focus on more being hopeful versus, you know, I not. have to I have to say I was a little surprised when, you know, because we'd heard rumors of that game forever. Right. Yeah. And there have been leaks and all this kind of stuff. I have to say the part that surprised me when they finally did that big reveal and everything that they did not put a release date at the end. I was kind of like, Hmm, that, that, that's means, telling, right? Yeah. That means they're at least not 100% yet. They're not pot committed where they're willing, you know, cause I don't think they're, they're the kind of uh, studio. I don't think they're looking for backlash on that stuff. And the good thing with Harry Potter is, is that I think like people like yourself, especially, you know, I don't think it will take much in the world of Harry Potter to make that all of a sudden, you know, spark up and and get a lot of tension to it. Maybe we'll see it next month uh, at the showcase, uh, whether it's Jeff Keeley's or or Phil Spencer's. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, don't know. if we it, don't see it there, yeah, that's I was going to say if <laughs> if all of a sudden it goes away, oh no, yeah, yeah, oh no. Now, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's gonna be there's gonna be games that get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. that you you think are teams are working on. Uh, Super uh, Metroid Four. Uh, somebody said Scalebound earlier. Like these are games that we all were kind of excited for, and then they hit the old delay. But that's the kind of delay well, that like yeah, that's a different type of delay. You never you never get out of yeah. Uh, that's a I mean, hey, it's not going well at all. Delay, not a yeah we need a little bit more time to get a few things ironed out. Right. right. Um, shoot. I had a, even though it's not as big or anything like that, I had one today. I didn't even realize I put on my list here for the show. Right. And then I read uh Kerbal space program Two delayed to 2023. And I was like, yeah, it didn't shock me. You know, yeah. it's a small team that works on that game. So I was like, okay. But I was like, yeah, there's another one we can yeah just take that off, ladies bro. and gentlemen like like he just said if you're looking for a game that is an indie team they're working their butts off to do it uh just be thankful when that game comes out yeah these triple a studios uh we we want them to work hard but they also they felt it, it kind of sucks so bad on one hand because like we can't get consoles because of a pandemic we the games are getting delayed mostly because of a pandemic you know and it's like crap I hate you, pandemic. And I hope they don't continue to use that as a crutch um, when it's no longer a legitimate crutch. 
even though me saying that it could be that forever. I don't know. The, um, the good thing is, um, and we'll cover this more in the news. There are two titles that appears maybe seeing the live day this fall that yeah. I wasn't sure about until the news I read <laughs> and put in there uh, earlier. But then like Wait, were other, you, were things, you the news team today? I was. You were hey, good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best news team. No, wait, what? Wait, um, what? But I think, Sean, the big one, and it's like, I feel bad for them because they're trying to reassure people, but I'm like, God, you are flirting with disaster if this ends mm-hmm. up getting delayed, and we know it could easily get delayed. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the last remaining. I mean, if it can just come out, all it's got to do, Sean, is literally come just out. Come it out. is. It's the game of the fall. There's no question that it will be the top selling game of the fall. Yeah, uh, as the far as year, probably. No, Why don't get that high. You don't think the year? I mean, Elden Ring is on everything, and is I know, but yeah. this is this is like a this is a mainstream Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. But yeah, God of War Ragnarok. I mean, here yeah. lately they were reassuring people it's still on pace for this year. We still haven't seen anything since what was it like December or so of last year. We haven't heard a release date. The weird part that's hard to judge with this is that the way PlayStation works now, they're not doing like Xbox, right? Xbox is like, Hey, a month and a half from now, we're doing a showcase. Sony will probably be, I'm sure they're going to do one this summer, but it's going to be like, if it's middle of July, about a week before then they'll say in seven days, we're having a Sony showcase on upcoming games mm-hmm. on the PlayStation four and five. They'll do that about the PSVR two as well. That's yeah. kind of their stick. Yeah. And same with Nintendo, right? Yep. Like that's just what they do now. Um, so it's I don't know. You, bring, you, you brought that up. So I, I quickly just typed God of War Ragnarok. My eyes go to a GameSpot story from three weeks ago. The headline mm-hmm. is God of War Ragnarok still on track for this year. The developer assures fans. Yeah. Four days ago, Metro is reporting, and I don't. Are we familiar with Metro? I'm not sure. I am. They say the story is the inevitability of a God of War Ragnarok delay. <laughs> so it's an analysis, <laughs> you know, about how this is going to definitely be delayed, which would it would be it would suck. But yeah. hopefully, we got enough to, uh, you know, to fill our gaming appetite. <laughs> we uh, should just we may, we <laughs> me and you for may, this podcast, Sean. We should just start viewing as a. Um, for the next couple of years, January to April is our new September through November. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what it feels like. It's right? going to have to be. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> you guys in chat, you've, you've said this before, uh, and you guys have wanted this before, and we, we might have to do it. Uh, do some throwback retro games. Uh, we're going to rely on a lot of, you know, Game Pass games. Yes. Just uh, hopefully, hopefully we play something, and even though it may not, you may not recognize what it is. Maybe if you listen to us and, and we tell you it's good or bad, maybe that helps you get you a game that you don't have because uh, you're sitting there and you're just looking at your consoles. By the way, I'm really, I'm really thinking of sending in my PS5. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because because my USB thing on the back broke, and apparently they know about it. Yeah, and uh, but but I, that means I got to put my PS5 in the mail. What if it gets lost? I mean, Chris I mean, joked and he was like, well, hey, there's no games coming out. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to lose one, now would be the time. I, I mean, yeah. 
I think this is going to be, yeah, for those who are listening to the show, as Sean alluded to, I think it's going to be one part, us maybe going back to things that we overlooked. Uh, there's been a few things that I've spotted and John has spotted where we're like, we didn't cover this. And it's not that we didn't want to. It was just, you know. There was a lost. time yeah. when uh, we had a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing I would say is that, you know, the one good thing is, Something like Steam, that's what flourishes right here. Because, you know, when you're on a team with four people and you've been working on a game for seven years of your life, when it's done, it's done. You put it out. And we don't know when those games are coming. We don't know which ones are going to all of a sudden everyone looks at and goes, oh, that's interesting. And then, you know, people start to play it. Like Valheim, right? That was the example last year. No one was, was amazing. Yeah, no one was expecting <laughs> that game, and we ended up loving it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure there are a ton that we just don't know about on Steam that will be on the next couple months that will be something maybe we wouldn't. Maybe before it might have gone lost in the shuffle, but in this kind of instance, maybe it will get its opportunity to shine. Um, kind of like, kind of like John did his suit picture that you have on Twitch this week. Really? You know, you weren't <laughs> expecting that kind of shine I'd, from John. That's a gem. I gotta yes. be quite honest. That's a gym. Why can't he look like that every week? Every yeah, that's a way better look, right? Remember when he had long hair? Uh, remember when he wore sunglasses and not like <laughs> just glasses? That's funny. Um, <laughs> there is one. Okay, so here are things that are listed, Sean. Q three, Q four. I'm going to exclude one or a couple of these, right? Because we've already talked about them or whatever. No more heroes three. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, um, Lord of the Rings Gollum, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and Sonic Frontiers right now are Q3, Q4, 22 when I looked at them. I think of the ones I just listed, the only one I have a little bit of confidence in is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> yeah, and it's that game's because, coming out. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. kind of, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah uh i would be very surprised but i guess it's possible um but then here are ones that did not have release dates and i'll tell you right now just before i start the one i think i have the most confidence in is forza motorsport um just because it makes sense right microsoft doesn't usually announce those right until their event uh you know i don't think anyone knew about forza horizon last year until pretty much a week before and then boom it was there they had a release date it was done it feels like that's a safe bet that's microsoft's game for the fall now but plague's tale requiem don't know if that's coming arc two avatar frontiers of pandora remember that jim huh i do i do yeah bayonetta three this one's for mike crimson desert uh then we have Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. Remember when that was coming out in January of like last year? I do. Yeah. Uh, System Shock remake. And then these two could actually both happen in one shock me. Uh, first is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection. And then after that, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder Revenge. I can't wait till we're forced and we're going to make John play it to cover Diablo Immortal on his iPhone. Oh, we're definitely making him do that. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, my goodness. 
This is it's a fun time. It's a fun time. The the good thing is, um, as you'll see when we get to the news, you'll have one in a couple of weeks, and you don't have to buy it, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're 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 not wrong. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, maybe this is when Chris plays that game too, because he's <laughs> got nothing else. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I'm just, I'm sorry if I seem distracted. I'm just go scrolling up and down, and I'm just like, this is no disrespect to the games that have release dates. Yeah, if you if you're coming out, we don't mean that at all. No, and some of some of these are probably hidden gems, and if we actually play them, or, uh, or at the very least, they're things that are aimed at a specific crowd that very well might be pleased by those yeah. releases. I, I do yeah. not like you know. There's the um. The Fire Emblem's uh, Three Hopes, which is the the you know kind of uh, Dynasty Warriors version of them. Yeah, there was yeah. a vampire game coming out uh, mm-hmm. where people were very excited about that too. I don't remember what that was. I think vampire, it vampire the Masquerade, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the, these are smaller games that there are you know some people very excited for, uh, and those are gonna that look. That's our reality. That's what yeah. we're gonna play. I. If we want to wrap this up, um, never wait, what, right? No, that's the next segment. You do that. Oh, Um, my bad. (laughs) My advice to people, especially for the next two years, be a George RR Martin fan. That man takes 90 million years to write a novel these days. And you ask fans who read his books. They love that series. They love it with a passion. They want the next one tomorrow. Um, and they probably would love to go bang on George's door and scream at him just to tell them what happens. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that often with their patience, they get rewarded. So I agree. You know, maybe you just have that, you know, exist what's in front of you. Go see Maverick Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick instead, you know, in Jurassic world and other things and you know yeah. watch stranger things season four well chris don't be be careful to view people away from a gaming podcast to not play video games but i i play get your solitaire point. <laughs> i i get your point uh i don't know if top gun's good that question yeah. just came in top gun's not out yet is it uh no i don't I think know it's next weekend but ladies and gentlemen i, I would i would implore you uh, and invite you to to send us an email or a dm on twitter and let us know uh, what you are excited for, if it's not delayed, you know, maybe give us a recommendation that you want us to look at, uh, even if it's like an old game. You know, we're not we're not saying that we're we're opposed to all that. This and this is not a plea for that, but I, I I am interested to see stuff that may be missing our radar because I think you guys have some some really good stuff that you mm-hmm. guys play, uh, and some of you would just absolutely adore us if we covered your game, and maybe we will, maybe we will. Do you think? My boss is going to be okay next year when I have to take off a month to play literally three weeks in a row, Breath of the Wild 2, God of War, Ragnarok, and Starfield. I think at that point, uh, he probably it's probably fine. Probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents The News. 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 Hey, 
We made it to news. We did it. Uh, and I don't I don't know I don't know it was a miracle, but our news team's on vacation, but we we have a new news team and they did really good. It's the greatest uh, news team, the best news greatest, team. Greatest ever. <laughs> uh is this best ever, I must ask you. The PlayStation Plus lineup has been revealed. Ooh. Sony has revealed the games that launch with its PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers. In total, there are 56 PS4 and PS5 titles for both of those tiers, with the Premium tier receiving 29 classic catalog games and another 29 PS3 games. Notable PlayStation Studio games include Bloodborne, Days Gone, Death Stranding, Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and both Marvel Spider-Man games. The Last of Us Remastered and the complete Uncharted Collection. Popular recent third-party games include Red Dead Redemption 2. More news about that in a minute. Control Ultimate Edition. Final Fantasy 15, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Guardians of the Galaxy and the home of Chris Love, NBA 2K22. Woohoo! The service will first launch in Asia. This will be excluding Japan on 524, followed by Japan on 62. North and South America on 613. That's that's us, Chris. Mm -hmm. And finally in Europe and Australia on 623. Additionally, it was revealed that Ubisoft's Ubisoft Plus service will come to PlayStation Plus as well. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, but are we getting this? Do we have to get this? Um, did we decide? Personally for me, it's it's a no-go, but I get it. You know, I have all the consoles and because of this podcast, right? All those exclusives that uh are listed, I've already played. <laughs> so, I played a lot of them. Yeah. I don't remember how much it is. We need to look that up on the spot. But if you Please. haven't, right? This isn't a bad deal, right? Yeah, as far as if you're, there are some really good titles in there. The fact that you, um, I should say like that Demon Souls, when I said that, that is the remake that came out at launch, right? So one of the better PS5 exclusive titles there. Uh, I think with Ghost of Tsushima, it's the director's cut of the game. So you get all that mm -hmm. bonus content they just put out. Horizon Zero Dawn, for whatever reason, did not, say that was the ultimate collection that include the DLC, but I would be surprised if it wasn't. Okay. Um, I got numbers here, Chris. Okay. Uh, the extra tier is 15 a month. That's $40 for three months or a hundred for a year. Mm -hmm. Premium tier will set you back 18 a month, 50 for three months or 120 a year. Yeah. If you're going to stick with good old classic PlayStation plus, uh, you do still get your cloud storage and all that stuff. That's $10 a month. 25 for three or 60 a year. Yeah, I definitely think the premium tier to me, unless you're really just wanting to go back to select PlayStation classics, right? Jacks, a lot of the uh, Ratchet and Clanks were on there. Um, I didn't list it out, but, you know, things like that, right? Like games like that that were very popular back in the day um, from them. I don't think it's really worth it. It, otherwise i would just tell you if you if you want their service go for the extra the 15 well tier. i've got a unopened copy of ghost of tsushima mm -hmm. i could just get rid of that yeah. uh, i didn't play valhalla, valhalla. I, haven't played, I haven't played guardians of the galaxy yet 
That's um, well, I think Valhalla of all the ones that are um third party, that's the big get. Because yeah. you know, Microsoft's about to get Origins, sure, but you know, Valhalla, of course, is the newer one. So yeah, you have that. Guardians is already free on Game Pass right now. Yeah, and NBA 2K. I think Red Dead Redemption Two is still. I don't think it's the Ultimate Edition of Control that is on Game Pass. So that is a step up, you know, because you get like if you're on PS5, uh, that's the edition that has like the um, uh, what's it called? You know the the fancy lighting or whatever that the new consoles have and the graphics card have ray tracing. That's ray, it. Okay. Ray. Yeah. You know, you know like ray, ray Allen tracing up in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Allen tracing. Um, it's fine. <laughs> ray Allen and tracing McGrady. That's who it yes. is. Yep. That's what you get with that version. All right. So our fans are suddenly making fun of us. I'm going to loosely call them fans because they said that, uh, we won't be getting a PlayStation sponsor soon. <laughs> And and one of them laughed at that. I can't why, wait. I can't wait till we announce that we have a PlayStation sponsorship and we can give away things. And I know two people yeah. that are going to get something. But I mean, there are certain things where you're like, ugh, like Last of Us Part Two. Why can't that be at this point? Right? That game's been out a year now. Um, yeah. I get uh, Horizon. Forbidden West. I, I, I do get that. In that Grand, just came out in February. And Gran Turismo. But, like, yeah. you know, this is where you do see the difference. It's like $15. They're both $15 services. Like, you know, if you're going for Game Pass Ultimate and this, one of them, you're getting all those exclusives on and, But in fairness, Xbox is the only one that does that. Yeah. Because Nintendo's online or the membership you play for, <laughs> pay for, sorry. It only lets you play online games yeah. and then play a bunch of old games. Oh, they're like, screw you. They're just yeah, like, so. give us our money. That's what they do. Yeah. But that's why they also make billions of dollars. <laughs> and Xbox, <laughs> I, I don't want to over understate this or overstate this. Game Pass is great. There's a lot yes. of day one games we get to play on it, but they are rotating games out a lot. And a lot of times when you look at the overarching page, mm-hmm. There is a lot of old games on there, too, and that's a good place that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have a backlog or you're not sure what to play because nothing coming, is coming out, both of these PlayStations lineup mm-hmm. may intrigue you. Xbox Game Pass, hook that up. I think it'll be something over time. The value will continue to grow for sure. In, in, in fairness, it was that way with uh, Game Pass, right? At first, people were like, is this really worth it? And then months yeah yeah months you know it just built. and now it's almost like we couldn't think of a world without it yeah yeah kind of weird right very true uh speaking of game pass sean or truth you know right uh you know there's already been some additions to game pass this month we talked about trek to yumi last week right loved it didn't we 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 had the time of our I, lives I, I, yeah uh-huh because yeah. It, we, i played trek to yomi Oh, yeah. I say Yumi. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while that NHL 22 and I believe as of today, Jurassic World Evolution 2 are already released on Game Pass this month. Xbox has revealed the remaining titles scheduled for the month, and they are. This is going to be our topic next week. Farming Simulator 22. Woo! DJ Horn. <laughs> Vampire Survivors. On May 19th, uh, Floppy Nights, 
You know, I like to talk about my floppy night, but yeah, Sean those won't always let me. have to be uh, when I drink. It's probably fine. Oof. <laughs> it definitely becomes not a you. Uh, it's me. Uh, I've actually played this already on Steam, and I recommend it if you like these kind of games. Hard Space Shipbreaker. Sean, yeah, you got a topic for us. It's called Sniper I, Elite Five. I can't wait, buddy. It's gonna right? be great. Pac Man Museum Plus, and finally. Another guaranteed topic of the show here. Cricket 22. Uh, I'll be out on May 27th. You know, if we weren't in the States, if we were like in India, for example, Cricket 22 would probably be amazing. We couldn't wait for it to come out. You know? Yeah. Like cricket's a really big sport. If we lived in England or like India, we'd be like, you guys don't understand. That's you know, we're getting it for free on PC. (laughs) You guys understand? Like, I know you talk about NBA 2K. Have right. you played Cricket's career Cricket? mode? Oh, my God. <laughs> you could be a wicket hunter or whatever they call <laughs> Man. Does it uh, do? I wonder if we have anybody who actually plays Cricket that listens to the show. If you think, your ears just perked up because you're that person, I need to hear from you. Do you think 2K would ever be interested in making a Cricket game? I don't know, Chris. That would be, they'd probably make it good, kind of like they did their football game back in the day, and then just quit making it. But if Take-Two cared about anything, would it be a cricket franchise? You know, they care about a lot of things. Um, so let's read this, because I don't know how to really seg into it. Take-Two <laughs> cares about stockholders. They don't care about soccer yet. Take-Two CEO Strauss Zynick told IGN in an interview ahead of the company's earnings call that when it comes to company's recent acquisitions of Zynga and Roll7, that he doesn't see it as a new trend for the company saying, and here's a quote, we're a public company and we're here for the shareholders. That said, our track record of creating value as an independent enterprise is pretty terrific, especially if you exclude the last three months. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. We think there's plenty of great times ahead, and we like being an independent organization. But we're here for the shareholders. That's the end of that quote. He did add that while he'd like growth for the company to be mostly organic going forward, that mindset will not prevent the company from making acquisitions in the future. Zelnick added in regards to the recent FIFA news that while the company is interested in expanding their opportunities in sports franchises, franchises, sorry, he has, quote, no plans to discuss FIFA. Meaning if they think they can make a FIFA game and FIFA will gladly give them a license, he would yeah. make it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yes. FIFA 2K24 confirmed right here. Weekly game show. <laughs> Hashtag lock it in. Right. Lock it in. I mean, but there's probably, we, we talk and joke about it. There's probably no hope for FIFA coming to that company. I feel like, uh, yeah, the more like as time has passed on this, right? Yeah. It feels like FIFA is the one who messed up. Like they're, yeah. they're overvaluing what they are and what they can get because gaming companies are going to be like, no, nah, we can't do that. No, nah, we're good. We'll yeah. just we'll just make, you know, 
FC soccer, whatever it's called for EA. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's gonna be great. I think it is interesting because Take Two is actually one of the few companies like in the vein of Microsoft and and Sony, right, and others that can go out there and buy everyone and. I think people are wondering, are they going to go down this road? It seems to be like, hey, if it's a great deal for the stockholders, we will. But at the same time, they seem to be kind of saying, we're fine. You know, we we have a lot of very valuable property now. So if it comes our way, it makes sense. Sure, we'll entertain it. But it's not something we're hunting. Like, I don't think you're all of a sudden going to see Take-Two buys Ubisoft, right? I would be a little bit surprised if that happened. I would too. Yeah. I don't know. Let's hope that we get some. I don't know where to take FIFA that. Yeah. News. Yeah, sure. Speaking of New Hope. Star Wars. Right? Happy anniversary, Attack of the Clones. That's a, hey, that's a good way to bring that in. Yeah. Chris, when when is it? How old now? 20 years today. So 20, 20 years today. So for you listening at home, that would be uh, 20 years yesterday. But anyways, uh, while a number of games have been delayed indefinitely, or at least till 2023, two games have recently received ratings from South Korea's ratings board. Both Marvel's Midnight Suns and Ubisoft's long-delayed Skull and Bones received ratings by the Game Management Committee. Midnight Suns will be rated 15 plus while Skull and Bones filed for a mature rating. Games are often only submitted to the ratings boards when they are near completion as the game uh, needs to be given an accurate assessment by the ratings board. And, you know, in order to do that, you kind of have to have the, the full product, as they say, right? Um, so, yeah. I have to say, Marvel Midnight Suns, you know I love my tactics game, Sean. So this one, as soon as it got announced, kind of was on my board, right? And I know John has been waiting for Skull and Bones, <laughs> along with a lot of people forever. Um, I could see maybe Midnight Suns in like September and then Skull and Bones some point in October is Ubisoft's I feel game. it's an October game. Yeah. I don't know why. It feels yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you interested I, in either game, honestly? <laughs> uh not off not off the top here. Yeah. 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 Uh but I mean, you never know. I, I'll come out of left field and be like, oh, I want to play Elden Ring. And then you know you see the guy on the horse and you're like, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have wanted to play Elden Ring. Maybe I should go play Zelda. Okay. <laughs> Let's play Fox Zelda. And then I'll Fox play Zelda. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Uh, you know, we love to bring you NPD numbers, uh, and we're going to do that now. Uh, here are your top selling games for April of 2022. Number 10, Pokemon Arceus. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Gran Turismo 7. Number eight, fittingly, Mario Kart 8. Let's Number seven, the new huh? GTA. <laughs> you you want to? No, I said Mario Kart A is becoming the new GTA. Oh, well, that's what you said. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Number seven, Horizon Forbidden West. Number six, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number five, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number four, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number three, MLB The Show. And there is a, a asterisk. By yeah, that. that's uh, something about sales. 
something about sales. Yeah, copy. Number two is Elden Ring, still selling strong. But number one <gasps> is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. You bought? That. I did. I did buy that, and I bought it on a console I didn't want. But that's because it sold like hotcakes, and I'm not lying. Mm. Not only is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga the top selling game of the month, it is now the second best selling game this year, behind Elden Ring. Uh, and console news: The Switch continues to be the top top selling console, with the Xbox X and S coming in second. I'd probably say it's the S because it, that thing is readily available. Uh, an increase in hardware availability overall led to a sixteen percent increase in spending year over year. So there Which you go, good sign right there, right? Yeah, uh, it, that's that's the thing. If we could buy these things, like most of you know us regular mm-hmm. consumer folks. We they sales would probably go way up. You know what uh, makes me happy about this list? Kirby came in fourth. Kirby, <laughs> I was so happy for Kirby. I'm like, good, good for you, Kirby. Because we both agree, people should play that game. John agrees yeah. too. If you were here, Please yeah, go play Kirby, Kirby is that game is good, guys. It really is. Yeah. Does Kirby agree? Let's see if Kirby agrees. Is he? I mean, I think. Oh. Remember when I was holding a big plush Kirby today? Yeah, I do remember that. Kirby agrees. I almost bought that. I was very tempted by that plush Kirby. Why didn't you? You could have snuggled with it. I could have. Penny would have been jealous. Penny would have ate that Kirby. I think Kirby would have ate Penny. What if Kirby could turn into Penny Penny? Kirby? I don't know. That would be too excited to Kirby. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Penny. She's too excited to buy everyone. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Out of these last two, Chris, was there one you felt like you wanted to read? I don't have a preference. What do you think I should read, Sean? Oh, I was good. I thought you kind of wanted to read the last one and it wasn't going to be set up that way, so I was going to try to fix that for you. You go for it if you want. Why don't you I mean, hey, it's kind of a continuation here. Of the previous one, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so uh, additional news on Nintendo, and this specifically is about the Switch. It's now official, and you know that's how we roll here. We are official. The Nintendo Switch is now the fourth best-selling console of the entirety of the United States gaming history of consoles. It's passing Sony's PlayStation Four, and this is according to that same NPD group that gave us the list a minute ago. The console not only trails the, of course, wildly popular PS2, the Xbox 360, and the Nintendo Wii in total U.S. sales. That's pretty. That's that's pretty good. I think what's just amazing of this is like think about like when the uh, Switch first launched, right? What was that? 2016, right? Or 2017? One or the other. Does anyone think? Or back then. Sean, be honest. Did you think the Switch would outsell the PS4, given how popular that console was? No, I I, I did believe, and maybe it was because I was grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. I felt the Switch had to be successful, or I, I really feared. Yes, we'd be in a world of hurt for Nintendo, right? And I, and I think we but, all. But agreed, to answer your question, no, I don't think it would have outsold the PS4. Yeah, I think we all agreed. Like right at launch, we knew this console was going to be successful. There wasn't yeah. a question of that. But it's like, go back to that period, and you remember, PS4 was pummeling Xbox. They were destroying them. Yeah. It it felt like that was the console. Everyone had said, okay, 
last generation we were 360 now we're all about ps4 we thought no question this is going to be the top selling console you know this is the one that could challenge the ps2 and all that kind of stuff and now here we are five years later yeah (laughs) and i mean switch i don't know when the next switch is coming but uh I, i i was telling somebody the other day i was like why would they hurry to get the next switch out yeah i agree with you there's no like reason. It, yeah. And I know that, you know, we've, we've had new PS fives and Xboxes come out and stuff. And mm-hmm. normally Nintendo is a little behind those guys, but at this point it's kind of like, guys, we're doing great. Let's, let's just ride this out. Let's just bank. That's all you got. Uh, speaking of banking, this is a bank shot into the final news peak of the uh, piece of the week. So, you know how we do here. Uh, <clears throat> he's going to clear his throat. He's hitting buttons to get ready. Chris. Can you tell everybody what this is? Finally, this <laughs> Speaking of sales, Sean. Yeah, because we were totally doing that. We love sales. Well, yes. We love numbers. We love analytics, right? That's you. Take two has announced that GTA 5 has now surpassed 165 million copies in lifetime sales, which just for the record is 5 million more than it was back in February of this year. On the other hand, red dead redemption two sales now sit at 44 million. If you forgot, I just want to remind everyone that red dead redemption two was the best selling game of 2018, beating out second place call of duty, black ops four, which at this point, from what I could find, has a total lifetime sales of $14.3 million. So for those who are keeping track at home, I just want to point this out because I don't think we always get this from certain segments of our news division. Red Dead Redemption 2 has now outsold Call of Duty Black Ops 4 in lifetime sales by 207.7%. Just want to point number. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. maybe in this backlog time, I can play uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 finally, for real. We could go uh, ride horses together. We could go do Red Dead Online. See how he gets to me, folks? Now all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden. We can meet at the old saloon. Drink some sarsaparilla. Play some cards. <laughs> Go have a shootout at the old Co- or OK Corral. Those kind of right. things, right? We could do right. all these things, right? Um, Sean. Yes, sir. I know this isn't going to be your longest episode, but uh, by chance, would you want to wrap this up at some point? Never. John was here, you know what he would say? Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year three.
Ladies and gentlemen, very shortly on Twitch, you will see that we are now into the email section of the show. We call it that because we read those first. But really what this is, as I've started pointing out, is this is what you bring to the table as our fans. This is your show now. This is this is you. Uh, but if you do want to get into the email conversation and send us an email, you can do so by doing uh, you know a little electronic mail to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like, hey, Jonathan. Oh. Holy crap. Jonathan wrote in. But not that Jonathan. Not that John. Uh, so uh, you read. We'll just read them. Let's do this. Okay. Me or you. I'll read Jonathan since I've made this uncomfortable. Right. Hi, guys. I'm writing from Valhalla. There you go. That's why you in had to read f- it. <laughs> in the future. And my wife said two things. His wife. Two things. A, a dichotomy. Oh. She said, no! In regards to my patch. And you all know how we like a good patch. Mm-hmm. It scolded me for not making DJ money. Burr, 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 burr. She doesn't like me anymore. And wants to know if the guys at games chat <laughs> ever wrap it up. Never. Just to be safe. <laughs> Great email, Jonathan. Love it. Chris, you can read these last two if you want. Okay. First up, we have Tom. He sent this from his iPhone, but not his iPhone's iPhone. Uh, (laughs) Boys and old men that I love. We're not boys, are we, at this point? We're more old men, I think. I don't know. Uh, Been a while. Since my last email, but I've been trying to be more active in the Discord, greatest Discord in the world, he says. We appreciate it. I just started playing the Blair Witch game, and from the hour I've done so far, it's pretty good. But it got me thinking, with the exception of Resident Evil, I can't recall hearing you guys talk much about horror games. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts and prayers on favorites and what makes a good or bad horror horror game i think in terms of atmosphere you can't be classics like amnesia the dark descent pt was insanely scary and bums me out to think of what could have been had the project been finished hope you have a great week and game on tom sent for my iphone again um we don't I, i i think it's fair to say i don't hate horror games I'll play them. You know, I, I've played plenty of things with a horror tone to them. Uh, you know, I think Limbo. Could yeah, be, you we know, played creepy games for sure. Exactly. Back in the day, I played like Silent Hill. Yeah. I played one of the first, I played like the first two Resident Evils when they launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, the three right, of though. us, unfortunately, the one who would be more up the alley of this and could speak to a lot of things, maybe. He was like, oh, I, I had this experience and I played it, but maybe he didn't want to bring on the show. Like, I know he's played a lot of these, though. Uh, John. John's the big yeah. horror game guy. But the one I would think if you he were here, and I agree with him, and I have played this, uh, of course, is the Dead Space series, man. We haven't had one to cover, and whenever Dead Space remake comes out, I could guarantee you John would choke. Sean and I both out if we did not <laughs> allow him to talk about it. And honestly, I would probably choke Sean out too if you didn't let John talk about it because I want to talk about it too uh, whenever it comes yeah. out. So I love that you pointed out PT 
and a lot yeah. of folks that love the horror genre, you should know about PT. Mm. It it showed up in the PlayStation Store. You were like, "What is it?" You could download the demo. It was going to turn into something else, and one day it was gone. And I remember my brother at the time; he'd come over to my house, and he didn't want to do anything but log into my PlayStation and play that over and over and over because he is he's a big fan of those. But really good email, maybe. Then listen, you may have missed the one time that I streamed uh, Res Seven and VR. The people who watch me, they're evil people, and they loved. I, I went back and read the chat, and they were like, "Here it comes." wait for it like they couldn't wait for us to be scary yeah uh so he's not that. wrong I mean, though we it definitely i mean we did the medium i talked about that that's yeah, a horror yeah. game i'm trying to think of others i mean I, they're probably out there i'd have to go back and look at our episodes um but i would just tell you peruse you know i know it might be a little bit hard to find them but if you are if you recognize the titles i think if you go through our the names of our episodes then you might find a few in there it's definitely one we don't talk about enough i agree i'm gonna tell you right now one that freaked me out when we first played it Mm -hmm. It it's not a scary game by any means but it was freaky Mm -hmm. because the game made you feel like you were alone in the woods was firewatch i had an eerie feeling oh yeah playing, playing that game the whole time i was like somebody's gonna jump out crazy and john the whole or actually in that same vein um and i don't know if we did an episode on it and it might have, if we did we probably i probably snapped it um ah man what was it it's by people like that in that similar vein where you're in the house um edith finch no gone home gone, gone home. home yeah and, and to your credit edith finch Kind of at what remains of Edith Finch has a little bit of it, like we're going around this house and you're not sure you like know, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about death, right? Ugh. All right. Our other email comes from Panda Claus. Hey! Who decide he doesn't care about upper and lower case and placement because he said, set from a iPhone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I view it. But he says, what up, guys? What up? 2022 has been personally a great gaming year for me. I've finished more games than ever. Working my way through Death Store, love that game, and planning on playing Returnal soon after. Wanna love that game. Um, <laughs> uh, as I play through some games, I find that I get halfway and never pick it up. Then months later, I decide to start uh, start it up, finish it, and end up deciding it's an amazing game. Never beat Horizon Zero Dawn and don't know if I should go back. Played about seven hours. I loved all of Grillo's previous games. Platinumed uh, Killzone 3. Wow, congrats. Uh, my question is, what games have you started, stopped playing, and then came back and said, wow, was I wrong? Uh, keep up the great conversations and content. Panda Claus. Save for my iPhone. As he said at the end. <laughs> That's a really good email. I, and, and you know, it's funny. I brought you brought up, you pick up a game, and uh, I did that with Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm right there at the end. I stopped playing, come back, and now you guys hear about I'm I'm there. I could beat the game right now, but I'm just doing shrines. But that doesn't hit your point. Your point is you kind of maybe stopped playing it because you were hmm, about it. You came back, and then it ends up being good. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead and finish Horizon. It's good. I agree. You tighten that up. Well, yeah, um, the first one. I haven't finished the new one. You have. Um, yeah. I need to do that. Sean, should I finish uh, Horizon Forbidden West? 
Yes. Or should, should I wait till our 600th episode and then talk about <laughs> That's so funny. Sign a copy of it. Send it to uh, our head boy. Yeah. Um, and to back you up on that, I feel like John was the same way, if I recall, um, with Breath of the Wild, where, you know, it wasn't like he ever downed it or anything like that, right? Where he was disillusioned with it. But, you know, if I recall of the three of us early on, I was the only one who actually beat it through completion and and got there. And I remember John kind of had this on off relationship for a while with it and then finally locked in and beat it. Um, that's actually a tough question for me. And I don't mean to sound, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I only play good games, but I just pulled up a list and I'm looking at games and I'm like, if I end up picking it up and playing it again, it's generally ends up being a good game. I have no rhyme or reason why I stopped playing the game. And I generally try to pie games. I think I'm going to like, so pie games, I pie them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, you know what one comes to mind for me? What way back? The uh, first Uncharted, I picked that up as soon as it came out on PS3, and I was just like, I was so up gears, uh, b-hole at the time that uh, you know, a third party or third party, a third person game with cover got judged against that very harshly, mm-hmm. and it it kind of irked me. Um, even uh, so you know when I came back to it. I was like, okay, I see the promise. And what brought me back to it was that I saw how well the second game was received. And I wanted to play it. I wanted to give it a try. But I wanted to finish the first one first. Um, So, you know, that ended up being a great decision. And honestly, another one for me is Mass Effect. The first Mass Effect, uh, I played maybe about eight hours originally. And I wasn't sure about it. And someone just told me, said, like, trust me, if you really invest in it, you're going to be surprised how well it pays off. So maybe about five months after it initially came out, that was when I had a break. I didn't have anything. We didn't have a gaming podcast back then. Uh, and I just kind yeah. of, I committed a whole summer to it after it came out. And <laughs> I, questions I like it. this, when they stump me, that means they're good. I know there has to be something mm. that I played and maybe I was met on it. You know what game could probably be that for me would be Elden Ring. <laughs> could be because for me i'm like f this game this game sucks they're so pretentious why has it gotta be this hard this makes no sense i can't do this i'm trying to personally think because i mean you have gone back to things um yeah but in your time I, and i i don't play i like i said i don't stop them because they suck yeah. i just have a thing where i i get too nervous that i'm about to beat the game and i'm i don't i'm like i want to be able to have this forever yeah or whatever that's very you true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good question, though. Good emails. Appreciate that. Oh, you did it with WoW. With WoW, you were like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to invent 40 million characters because I can't pick a class. And then one day, you met a friend of mine named Josh, and he forced you to come with him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> there he it did. is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Just like... uh me making this pivot over to Twitter. There it is. It just happened. We are on Twitter, of course, at Weekly Games Chat. And I want to highlight something and give a shout out to at Andrew underscore Beowulf. Mm. This happened. Somebody by the name of at Z is me uh, was going on a nine hour road trip. This was the tweet soon looking for gaming podcast. 
I don't generally listen to podcasts at all, but I figured now's the time. Suggestions, please. P.S. The funnier, the better. To where the aforementioned Andrew Beowulf said, at Weekly Games Chast, they are fantastic. I'm blushing. 354 episodes. 50, let's back up. 354 episodes to listen to. That's technically not true. And the guys are just top notch. Check them out. Thank you so much for that, Andrew. Remember, we can't count all 300 and whatever uh, because we were Thanos. So and that you happened. You should pray I don't do these things again. <laughs> At Tony X Trotter uh, DM'd us and said, game on. So thank you for that. Game on tone. Appreciate that very much. And uh, I think we're good. I think we're good there. Let's go to the home screen. Let's go make sure we're not missing any followers. Oh, hey, look at that. At uh, Busy Buzzing. Uh, Busy Buzzing is tall, dark, and handsome to some. Thank you for the follow following you back. I told you Z is mine. Z, thank you for the follow following you back. And also at It's a Profile. What up? Thank you for the follow, following you back. If you would like us to follow you so you could see the things we tweet about and we could see the things you tweet about, please do so. Kind of like how uh, at Mikado Corp had an out-of-body experience with this pollo asado. And it's like pollo means chicken. And there's Is that chicken the, that's the new chicken at Chipotle, right? I don't think that's from Chipotle. This is like an entire chicken. Hold on. But yes, that is a crazy new chicken at, uh, yeah, at right. Chipotle. But but this is not it. If you go to our, oh, okay, you can see it. I'm gonna like it so you can see that we liked it. Do you think there it's you go. as good as uh those Hermanos? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of that, I think to to do the run for Stranger Things, I swear I'm not crazy, but I think there's a pizza box mm-hmm. that they are selling at grocery stores now that have to do with a pizza. What pizza restaurant is in Stranger Things? And I'll tell you if that's it or huh. not. Uh, but that's that's crazy. So, so far, we've done emails and Twitter. We will do a quick peruse into the email section of Discord. We do have a Discord. So, please come join that community. And, hey, we do have something from Psycho from back on May 13th. Well, as of writing this, it's already been quite a week here in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question pertains to Xbox. As we all know by now, the currently reported title of Respawn Star Wars sequel is called Jedi Survivor. Jeff Grubb is maintaining the game will be announced at a Star Wars celebration later this month. So with the Starfield news, that fits in perfectly to today, I was curious as to what Xbox could do for the holiday, and I thought, oh yeah, they've got it good with EA. They can just push Jedi up for the holiday. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jeff Jeff Grubb replied to a tweet by Psycho and said he's thinking February or March for it. So so that's out. Yeah. Psycho's long-winded route is done. So the question to us is this. What the heck is Xbox going to do this winter? Forza. Do they have a, do they have a secret banger that will be unveiled on June 12th? I highly doubt it. And the other big 3 party IPs are in deals elsewhere. So what is it that Xbox can do? The push out units this holiday season. Chris, I hear you already shaking your head. No. I see you already shaking One, your head. they don't need to do anything because their console seems to be more available than PlayStation 5 at the moment, which is a good plus for them. Two, 
They're going to put out Forza. I think that is the most likely thing that is ready. And they're going to anticipate that like, oh, we're going to go into next year and they're going to hope that say February, here comes Starfield, maybe about May or June of next year. Here's Redfall. Then if they're really lucky, if they're really got their stuff organized, you know, maybe later on you get your, uh, Ah, just slipped my tongue. I just had it. Not uh, vowed, but... Uh, oh, no. Oh, it was right there. Think about oh, it while I move Hellblade. on. Oh. Hellblade. 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 You if you could do that, if that could be ready next year, you have that. And, you know, if they could... Man, could you imagine this? If they could have <laughs> a vowed at the end of next year, like November next year ready, where it's like, yes, in the same way, year... But if they could say in the same year we put out Vowed and uh, Starfield, that that's a powerful combo. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I do like uh, Panda Claus actually in chat said Xbox doesn't care. They are just slanging their Richard around with the acquisition clout. You're not wrong. And Psycho just chimed in live and he says Fable. Fable would be nice to finally get a new one of those, Chris. It's supposed to be coming. So yeah, we'll remember see. when you got me on Fable? I remember, and I killed everybody as a king because I was terrible. Folks, while you're in this backlog period, if you have Game Pass, go play all three Fable games, please. They're they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, we've got a, a Discord email from Huck MS. Mm. Uh, this was back from May 13th as well. I've started a Wii U games, accessories, etc. collection. Yeah, you read mm. that right. What's the dumbest or just most fun thing you've collected? Love to hear about your collecting memories to give us time to think, Chris. Draven said, I used to collect movie posters. I had about 300 at one time. Huck then said, what was your favorite? Draven said, a tie between Goodfellas and the Terminator 2 movie poster, mostly because it took a while to find those. So just in general, I think is what Huck's asking. I first read that as Wii U collectible stuff, uh, which would have been funny if we were collecting. Fun fact about my Wii U. It is my dresser accessory. <laughs> I have it sitting it, there. The, it just I, looks I have, at you. Hey. Yeah, I got, I got the 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 touchpad kind of on top, and that's kind of where I put my watch and wallet and everything. We should uh, make you a new table where it's like a uh, like a plexi, you know, thing, and we just put your Wii U in the middle of it, like, and <laughs> just sit there, like, hey, buddy, you're still there. That's so funny. I, to be honest, the thing I collect. The dumbest thing I collect is probably not even considered a c- collection, but I thought about it. I can't get rid of, and I keep them, any kind of cord, audio or video-related cord. I do that. That's a that's a terrible collection I have because I think to myself, huh, I'll be able to use that one day. Or, you know, yeah, I'm going to need this when the time's right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You always need more cords. I mean, I like mean, I, I literally, I literally had a coworker call me because she was having she uh, she went back to the building and she couldn't get her connections right to get the monitor work with her laptop right. And I literally came up there with like ten different cords and uh, adapters, ready to just go. Be like, we're gonna get this going. Um, so I feel you on that one. For me though, um. That was the dumbest thing I've collected. I got a fun. I got some fun things too. Go ahead, Chris. Sean, you could say that 
what kind of shirt I have on. Very jam bandy uh, shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so back in the early 2000s, I would hunt down meticulously uh, shows from a lot of bands that I liked, uh, live recording shows. So I had, I would go to Athens, and literally there was like one store that would have you know CD and tape recordings of things like The Grateful Dead, Fish, Widespread Panic, uh, Dave Matthews Band, things like that, and I would, I would hunt just trying to find shows and I kept them for a very long time. And then apparently something called the internet caught up to things. (laughs) And um, I don't need those anymore, Sean, because I don't know if you know this, I could pretty much get any show from those bands that I would want. Yeah. That that's in a way that's cool, but in a way it sucks. Yeah, sure. It's nice. Uh, I did a thing where Dave Matthews to this day, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. I'm going to a show this weekend. Uh, they always have a show poster for each show. Um, so those are cool to get. But uh, when I was younger, I collected football and baseball cards. And and I don't know if they were fun or not, but I spent a lot of my time buying these. And to this date, I have a, a, a Jerry Rice. He was a, he's a really famous football player from the 80s and 90s. Uh, I have his rookie card, and it's valued at like a lot of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But re- more recently, you guys have heard my shenanigans as it related to uh, collecting pops. Those are always fun. Uh, but I had the most fun, honestly, and and, I, and this is kind of circling back around to when I would see Amiibos and collect the ones that I didn't have. I would love Amiibo hunting back in the day. Hmm. So there. there, there you go. Psycho actually replied to that and said, as collecting goes, Funko Pops are their thing. Over 350 at this point. Wow. I haven't counted in a while. Uh, one of his favorites is Kevin Malone from The Office. That's Signed awesome. specifically to him by Brian Baumgartner. I just want to know if the Kevin Malone from The Office is the version where he's at the wedding and he loses his shoes. And therefore, he has two tissue boxes on his shoes. Because that's my favorite Kevin Malone. Or when he spills the chili. I'll, I'll, I'll take either one of those. Uh, because I'm very intrigued, we're going to call this the Huck, Draven, and Psycho portion of the Discord emails because Draven goes on to say, I've got 21. There's a tie between the Crow and the GSP one. Hmm. Um, And Draven, I know you want some Kratos ones since God of War is your favorite game of all time and I continue to put that knife in your back when I show you them. Draven also did a thing where he tried to find die-cast models of whatever car they owned at that time. Um, Draven had quite a few um, never built them but kind of wants to now that he's got space Huck replied to Draven and said I get that the first thing I do in Forza Horizon is try to get the cars I've had in the past slash currently owned that's a cool hmm. video game tie into collecting right that's pretty dope wait Draven owned a Viper that's why I saw him <laughs> now okay. that, that's so <laughs> we, we could compare Amiibos Panda, I see you in the chat. I've got quite a few. He does. If I'm being honest. Uh they're in the, I'm gonna make you sick. So I've got I've got some like the the eight bit Mario, the eight bit one of them's the anniversary edition, eight bit Mario amiibo, the eight bit Zelda, I mean uh Link amiibo. I've still got a lot in boxes. Some are in boxes. And they are in this bag. <laughs> this bag is heavy. There's Amiibo City in there. 
It's all lies. It's just his uh, gym equipment. <laughs> Amiibo Discord thread. Make it happen. Right? <laughs> Make it happen. I'm down. It's funny. My daughter just butt texted me while she was walking. That's what she came in here for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Episode 357. I'm a dirty liar. It's not 356. This has been Weekly Games Chat. We talked about delays and we had a good time. Thank you so much to listening. As a matter of fact, wherever you listen and download the show to, please let your friends know about it. And if you can, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. If you want to write emails into the show, you can do so. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you're a social butterfly and want to find us on uh, Twitter, at Weekly Games Chat. Or uh, if you want to join our awesome community, Discord. We got you. Let's do this. John's not here, but John, we love you. Game on, buddy. So I'm going to look to Chris and tell my friend Chris. Chris, game on. Uh, Game on, Sean. For the record, I always told Sean there was episode 357. That was never in dispute. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. And if John was here, he'd say, Thug Thug Life!